Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 75, 25 of the weirdest and most random, dumb things my family and I have collected and kept in our home over the years. Now, this is the first episode of 2022, and what I've recently decided is Number one, I absolutely love doing this podcast. I love it. I just get so much from it. And I think it's a great way to kind of get these different things that are relatable out there to my audience. So I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start having a little bit more fun with the podcast. I know that there's a school of thought that I should be a lot more serious and well-produced, but you know what? I'm kind of throwing that to the side because sometimes I just encounter something in life and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is super relatable and it would be a great podcast episode. But a lot of times they just sort of get, it gets on there because I don't, I don't know where to go with it. I don't know what I should be doing on Instagram or Pinterest with the topic. So a lot of times I end up not recording these ideas at all. So I'm actually kind of taking a different approach in 2022. And just I'm going to have some fun with some of these episodes. And like I said, some of them are off the cuff um, and maybe kind of random, but I think that they're relatable topics. So this is definitely one of them. In fact, this topic in particular came from something I was doing last night, cleaning out our laundry room. So we're doing a big downsize in our family in 2022. We decided this about a month ago. So I've been going from room to room throughout our house. And because I know when you downsize, it takes quite a bit of time. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead. We decided to do this. Let me get started. So... Last night, I was in my laundry room doing some laundry, and I noticed a red pen. And forgive me if I haven't said this already, I'm going to be laughing at myself quite a bit. I, when I was compiling this list, I just for some reason find this really hilarious that I preach like, don't keep clutter. And I walk through my own life and I'm like, this is ridiculous. If people only knew, well, you're going to know, you're going to find out right now. So back to the laundry room, I was clearing off the washer and dryer. Everything gets super dusty here in the desert. So I was taking everything off and dusting it off. And I noticed a red pen on top of the dryer. And it was a red pen that I had seen on top of the dryer at least two or three times before. So I took the pen and I was walking to go put it back in the cabinet where we keep all of our pens. And I noticed... (laughs) It doesn't have a top and it doesn't have an ink thing inside. So it's basically an empty pen. It's like the shell of a pen. And I was like thinking about this and I'm like, how has it ended up on the dryer again? Well, obviously someone in my family took it out, thought it'd be a great pen to use. Was They were probably walking through the house, realized that it didn't have an ink insert. And so instead of throwing it away, it just ended up on top of the dryer. So as I walked over and I realized, you know what, we actually have a ton of pens 
And so that is item number one on my list of 25 of the dumbest things that we have kept and collected in our home are pens, number one. Now, I have to do this from time to time. And so I'm encouraging you to also do this. And this is what this podcast is all about. So I know you probably can relate to some of these items. And if you can, I encourage you to go take a second look at some of the stuff and see what you can get rid of. Pens, for instance, when I have to go through and do a purge on pens, I've literally sat there like I've recently, it was after I um, closed down the business part of One Organized Mama. I had a lot of pens. Why? I have no idea. And I literally had to sit with a notebook and I went through, I had this small like shoebox size of pens that I had collected, like markers, Sharpies, highlighters, and different color and types of pens. And I had to go through and I, because they were expensive and a lot of them were like never used or brand new and see if they were even workable. And so I would, you know, draw a circle on the piece of paper. And I realized like I was keeping all of these stupid pens that didn't even work, that were dried out or whatever. So item number one, I encourage you to go and do a purge of your pens. All right. I took an inventory of our house because I was like, again, this could be a great podcast topic. So I went through different areas of our house. I did it again this morning while I was compiling my list. Another item that we have kept for some unknown reason over the years, item number two are board games that we never play, like board games that nobody even likes. Now, truth be told, we're not a big like board game person within our our primary family. And the reason why is because we are just competitive by nature. So a lot of times, even a game of sorry or uno will end in tears or frustration by someone, child or adult. And so (laughs) we're not big board game people. I wish we were. I love them. So why do we have all these board games that we've never played? And some of them have actually moved with us from house to house. And even others are like not even age appropriate for my kids anymore. Like my kids, my youngest is 10 years old and I still have board games that are meant for younger, for like preschool or younger elementary age kids. So go through your board games. All right, number three, and this one is actually inspired by my daughter, weird knickknacks, like just stuff that you've collected. Now, I'm a big believer in, especially when it comes to kids, like letting them distinguish between what's a treasure and what's junk or clutter. So for instance, a treasure is a seashell. So if we've gone to the beach as a family, my kids over the years will, you know, little ones will collect a seashell and it's a great memento, a memory of that time. To me, I let them keep that as a treasure. Um, But sometimes my kids want to keep like weird stuff. Like my son wanted to keep, my oldest one when he was younger, wanted to keep like an empty Coke bottle from some restaurant we went to. He thought it was really cool to get Coke in like an old fashioned bottle and then he wanted to keep the actual glass bottle and I was like no that's that's not a treasure that's trash so time to toss but my daughter was kind of funny and she generally is kind of she's not normally a clutter bug she but she's 
kind of in this transition stage of life where she's in college. Um, she did go away to college in 2020, but bless her heart, was the poor class of 2020. So her first semester in college, she was pretty much on lockdown. So she actually transitioned, moved back into the house full time and is attending college um, while living at home. And so I think she's in this weird kind of transition between childhood and adulthood in her bedroom. (laughs) So I've noticed um, some of the stuff that she's keeping is a little strange to me. And and so I've asked her recently, why are you keeping that? And she's like, well, just in case my, my children want to see what I collected when I was a child, I can then share this with them and show it to them. And I was like, do, do you want to see the stuff that I collected as a kid? And she's like, not really. I was like, then why, why would your kids feel any different? So I kind of had to work through that with her a little bit and get her to um, purge some of her weird knickknacks that she has collected over the years. All right, in the laundry room, number four, I discovered that our family collects, for some unknown reason, an abundance of screws. Now, we're not furniture makers, we don't build anything, but we have more screws in our little utility drawer than we probably even know what to do with. So why do we have so many screws? I don't know. Heaven knows. So those were something that I ended up purging last night. I have no idea why we've collected so many screws. And they're not even like all brand new screws. They're like screws that have been like screwed into something and are like starting to get a little bit like rusty or they've been used. But why have we kept so many screws? I don't know, but all I know is that they're no longer here. All right, number five. All right, so this is on me 100%. Totally take full responsibility for this one, but stuff for grandchildren. So my oldest is 26, recently married. He is, um, so he and his wife will probably be starting a family someday. And Over the past probably, I don't know, five years or so, I keep thinking like as I've gone through because my kids are in different, I have a big age spread with my kids. I have 10, 19, and 26 right now. And so as I was kind of going through my youngest stuff, I'm like, oh, well, soon one day, you know, we'll be entering the phase of our life where we have grandchildren. So I'll I'll hang on to this and stuff. These are great books or this is a really nice toy or something. And no, again, no, not unless it's actually something that is really sentimental, or maybe really something of value. But generally speaking, holding on to stuff for future grandchildren, like future children that aren't even here, generally not a great idea. So it's okay to let that stuff go. And on that note, number six, baby items. So again, going back to the age spread between my kids, I did this between each of my kids. And I will tell you honestly that I ended up not using any of the items. So between my, and I have boy, girl, boy too. So <laughs> I, after my first, um, we, I had items and it took seven years for us to have our second. And so I wasn't able to, so by the time I knew I was 
having her, number one, I didn't want her in boy stuff. And number two, baby stuff, generally speaking, doesn't age well in storage. Like those cute little um, onesies and stuff, they get really yellowed. And if there's like was once a stain that you washed out, it sort of reappears and it looks really icky. And also... I'm all for using used items. It's better off to give them those items to your friends and your family or to a great organization that they can be used like right now while while they're still new and fresh rather than putting them into storage for years and then taking them out only to realize, ick, these are gross. I don't want to use these for a baby and then ending up having to toss them or throw them away or get rid of them. So that's a no-no. All right, this one is a little bit random, but I do this and I don't know why I do this, but number seven, bows, get rid of bows. Like, and I'm talking about the bows that are for like wrapping gifts. So, you know, when someone will give you like this beautiful gift with this like elaborate bow and I love bows, um, every once in a while I'll even kind of YouTube and learn how to make them and put them on presents. Um, but I know it seems like a waste to get rid of them, but they don't last. And in fact, I love like bows at the holidays, like sometimes putting bows on my trees or in the holiday decor. I have to actually wrap them really, really well and they can't get smushed. So they have to be individually wrapped generally in like bubble wrap or tissue paper and then put inside boxes so that they pretty sturdy boxes so that those don't get smushed and then the bows collapse. So if you get a really pretty fo- or a bow on a, a present, it really isn't worth it to keep it unless you have a really great system in place for not letting it sm- get smushed. But if you put it in the bin with the gift bags and the wrapping paper, I promise you it'll get smushed and it's just not worth it to keep it. Definitely, if you love bows, like I said, just buy ribbon watch some YouTube videos, teach yourself how to make them. It's actually much easier than you would realize. Okay, number eight, and I, and I find myself doing this a lot, business cards. It's the craziest thing. I was typing out something uh, for my real estate business the other day, and I was looking for the person's business card for to put a phone number, and I was like, I have their phone number in my phone. And so again, this might be kind of like kind of an old school um, way of thinking. I, I again, I have business cards. I'm in real estate. It's definitely something that is a useful tool um, with handing out and sharing uh, my business business with people. And same thing when I had one organized mom, I definitely had business cards. But I feel like business cards should be sort of like temporary, sort of like that. Hey, here's my business card, um, and then you can keep it and then enter that information into your phone. If that's somebody that you um, wish to keep in contact with or have as a future reference. Now, I know there are a lot of apps out there that will you can like scan and upload your business cards to that will organize them. Those are great. I've seen them. I don't use them. I really honestly just put them in the contacts in my phone. And if I'm looking for something like, for instance... Recently, I've helped a couple of um, real estate clients with some probate. I just have to type in probate or P-R-O-B in my search bar on my contacts and it will like pop up, you know, contacts for that. So you can definitely put notes in your contacts 
and then do a search if you ever need them. So no need to keep all of those business cards around. All right. (laughs) I'm laughing at myself already for number nine because I have preached about this. And guys, I'm going to be really, really honest with you on this one. It's embarrassing, super, super embarrassing. But number nine, any type of clothing from your skinny days. And I'm telling you, I have a pair of jeans that is at the very bottom of my jean drawer. And, but I have kept them for, I, it's embarrassing how many years. I mean, like they're awesome jeans. They're super cute. I think I keep them because they represent like when I loved how I looked in these jeans. But these jeans were also probably in a size I'm never going to get back to. And I probably don't ever really want to get back to because that's probably the days back in my 20s where I thought like a can of Dr. Pepper, three jalapeno poppers from Jack in the Box and a cigarette like constituted like a low calorie dinner. So I definitely, definitely don't want to revisit those times again. And you know what? I'm actually okay that I'm not going to be back in that size. So as I do my purge, I know that those super skinny jeans are still sitting with my other jeans, even though they're smushed at the bottom of the pile. And they're super cute to look at. But I think I'm gonna this year in 2022, it's time to finally let them go because They may have been in there close to 20 years. So I know, I know, I preach against this all the time, but I'm real. I'm, I'm just like you guys. I, I, this is, this is why I know how you guys feel because I do the same stuff. All right. Number 10, another discovery in my laundry room. That's where we keep our vacuum cleaner. Why do we keep the vacuum cleaner parts? Honestly, does anybody ever use all of those different parts? So you know when you buy a new vacuum cleaner and you get like the all those attachment parts like the parts for that have like the brushy edges and the different shapes. I don't even know what they're for. I'm sure if I actually read the vacuum cleaner manual, they would tell me, but not something I'm going to take the time to do. But I will hang on to those vacuum cleaner parts forever. I probably have so many of them that I probably have vacuum cleaner parts from like three vacuum cleaners ago. So something that I can definitely um, let go of. They're all brand new, brand spanking new. They've obviously never, ever been used. So letting go of those. All right. Number 11, my husband and I both have been very guilty of this. And I don't even know. um, I think my daughter, like I said, she's in college right now. And so this one is college books. So college textbooks. Now, back in the day when my husband and I went to school, they were so expensive. I mean, I think they still are. My daughter handles a lot of her own stuff. She's super independent that way. So, but I also know a lot of her stuff is actually digital or online, a lot of the resources she has. But back in my day, um, we had to go to the actual bookstore on the campus, buy college books, and they were bloody expensive. I mean, it was like, I remember one semester um, when I, gave nursing school a shot many, many moons ago. I think my books came to like $700 for one semester. And so yeah, super, super hard to let go of. And 
no, I was, I didn't resell. Oh, I think I did try to resell those, but funny. And I think those of us who've experiences when you do try to resell them the next semester, the, they change the edition. And then a lot of times that edition is already outdated. So, but here's the thing. They're still kind of interesting. They may have some value. So definitely do your research, maybe see if um, your local library will take them or even a school, maybe different school teachers um, would love to have some of those really cool books and if they still have pertinent information in them. But yeah, because we've spent so much money on them, hard to let go. I know that very well. All right, number 12. This is something I'm not too bad about, but once in a while I will catch myself doing this and that is keeping makeup that I don't even like or products, face products, hair products. I'll hang on to something and I don't even like it. And I don't know why I keep it because I think maybe like, I don't know, next summer I'll start using it or I'll suddenly start liking it or probably out of fear. Like what if I run out of the other stuff? At least I have this as a backup. A whole plethora of reasons to keep stuff that I don't like, I don't use, I don't even want. So like I said, pretty good. I'm not super bad about this one. My makeup drawer is pretty much just the stuff that I currently use and I keep it pretty clean just because mostly I get a little creeped out like if something has been sitting in there and then I'm putting it on my face or near my eyes or something. So I'm pretty good about recycling through and, and tossing out any kind of old makeup. But it's okay. Let it go. Let let a friend have it or your kids play, use it for dress up or, or whatever. Um, but let go of makeup that you don't like. Okay, this one I discovered. I have no idea how this happens. But random pillowcases show up in our linen closet that don't even match any of our bedding or sheets. No idea. This is something that I feel like is like a phenomenon that has happened throughout the years. And what do I do? I think, oh, I need to keep that so I can figure out what does it belong to? Where did that come from? What if somebody brought a pillow to my house and they want their pillowcase back. Like I would feel guilty if I said that I went ahead and donated it. Yeah, nobody's ever come back to ask, hey, if I, my kid brought a pillow to your house, do you still have that pillowcase? So it's okay to let those sort of random things go. Number 14, notepads. Now, I'm not talking about notebooks. I am a notebook fiend. I love notebooks. I collect notebooks. I use notebooks all the time. If you see me in a meeting, if you, I, I, I brainstorm in my notebooks. I love notebooks. I think it's a really great practice of writing stuff down. And I kind of do this sort of like, I like to look back on my notebooks, not journaling, if, like the time management stuff that I teach. I like to kind of look back. I like to date the pages and then I'll go back. Like for instance, it's the beginning of a new year. So I'll kind of go back to my notebook that I used last year and look at what was I brainstorming? What was important to me? What were some of my goals back just a year ago? So I love notebooks, but the notepads, notepads you can let go of. And these are the notepads that like a company will send you. So like your insurance company, maybe with your Christmas card, sent you this like 
notepad. And it's, again, kind of feels weird or random to let it go. But what happens with notepads? We write notes on them, and then those notes just become part of paper clutter. So again, it's actually really good just to have like an actual bound notebook because again, you can kind of write down, jot down notes and stuff. Like if you're talking on the phone, it's great to have like your notebook around so that you can kind of date it, jot down maybe important information or details from a phone conversation that you're having. And then if you need that information at a later date, you know, it's in your notebook. You don't have to then go and look through piles of paper to find a random note. So get rid of the notepads, just totally toss those, recycle them, give them away if they're in good condition to a wonderful organization or charity. See if your kids' teachers want them or something. All right, where are we at here? Okay, number 15, 15 and 16 go hand in hand. And I don't know how this happens. Again, another kind of weird phenomenon in our house. Number 15, random envelopes. So like envelopes that just they're in great condition, they're weird size, but I feel the need to keep it. And then number 16 are um, cards with no envelopes. So you know when you like you have someone's birthday and you pick up a card, but here's the weird thing. The cards that have no envelopes never match or fit inside the envelopes, the random envelopes that I actually have. I have no idea how this happens. And I always have to tell myself it's okay to let it go. It's okay. It's okay to toss it in the recycle or toss it in the trash even. It's okay to let it go. So moving on to number 17. This is kind of like the pillowcase thing. And I have no idea why this happens. But why do we have unmatched socks? And I go through this. So I actually, my sock drawer is pretty small and I have, I like the no-show socks. And (laughs) so, and I kind of buy the same socks, but yeah, I end up like with the random socks. And then yesterday I was helping my um, son kind of, his drawers weren't shutting. So I was like, well, we need to kind of clear out some of the stuff in them. And one of those drawers was his sock drawer. And again, I went through his sock drawer and I was like, how is it that you only, you have like, you have like 12 socks that have no matching partner. Where on earth have the other socks gone? If anybody can ever answer that, I mean, you deserve like a Nobel Peace Prize. All right. The next thing, number 18, is... (laughs) baby photos of random babies, like the baby photos that you're looking and you have no idea. You know, it's not one of your babies. You know, it's not you or your spouse, or probably it's not any of your siblings, but you felt compelled to keep this photo of a baby that someone took the time to give you. Maybe they forgot to endorse it or put something on the back label it, put the name of the baby, or sometimes it does have the name. It'll say like, Annabelle, seven months. And you're like, I have no idea whose baby this is. And I've had this photo for many, many years. It's okay to let him go. It's okay to throw those away. I I mean, think about it. Like my siblings and I have done this. Um, my brother and I are a little bit less than two years apart. I'm a boy, he's a girl. And once in a while... <laughs> 
will look at a baby photo and he claims it's him and I claim it's me. And we have no idea because our parents didn't like take the time to write who was on the back of the photo. Ungranted, I'm super aging myself. I This is definitely something from way back in the day. So, But I know a lot of you guys out there probably have random photos of babies. And for some reason, it feels like you're doing something really mean or maybe have a little bit of guilt by just throwing away these photos of these random babies that you have no idea who they are. All right, number 19, meaningless awards. Now, I don't really have any meaningless awards, but you know what? My family does. So my husband has awards, like he'll go to some kind of training class and he'll get like some kind of, I don't know, participation award or something. And sometimes he needs it for like proof that he attended some kind of training or whatever. Actually, I I probably do have some of this stuff. I just don't keep them and stuff like, but it's, you know, when you go to this professional training and they give you, they present everyone with some kind of award at the end of it or whatever. I just don't keep it. It's meaningless. But we definitely have raised a generation of children that have been awarded for everything. And if you looked in my son's room, you would think he was like an Olympian gold medalist, like that he was some kind of like super gifted and talented athlete or something because the kid has 8,000 awards, medals, trophies, you name it, he has it. And right now we still let him display all of these like on his dresser, but I've noticed that they're con- they they're meaningless to him. They don't really mean anything. They're all participation trophies. If there was something like later in life, like my son, on the flip side, my oldest son had an award his senior year. He played football through high school, had a very special award that was given to him by his coach. That has meaning because he played football for this coach for four years. The coach took the time at the end of the year banquet to say something very special about the players who are receiving these awards. My son was one of them. I remember the speech. It brought me to tears. That is a meaningful award. At the end of the year pizza party for at you know soccer where everyone where the coach is just like, hey, you know, Billy, great job with, uh, you know, running, keeping up with the team and running, you know, that's, uh, you know, where they have to really kind of stretch to find something. It It's kind of meaningless. And sometimes over the years, it becomes clutter. And I'm not saying go through and throw away all of your kids awards. But like, I I don't think it's such a bad idea to be a little bit honest about him and let him know, hey, do you remember which soccer team this medal is from? It's probably okay, and it's time to kind of let it go. So moving on to number 20, kettlebell. Okay, random story. A kettlebell. So it's, it's actually a really nice kettlebell. It's like 25 pounds. So about, I don't know, eight or 10 years ago, we had a package show up on our door with my husband's name and our address, and it was this 25-pound kettlebell. And I'm sure it was kind of expensive or pricey. I've never priced a kettlebell, but we ended up keeping the stupid kettlebell. And in fact, we still have it. (laughs) Why? Again, I have no idea, but I'm getting rid of the kettlebell because my 10-year-old has recently discovered it. And so I've noticed a few times he thinks it's fun to pick up and drop. 
And so I've been downstairs a few times where I'm like, here's this loud thump or bang upstairs. And so I'm like, what just fell? And it was that stupid kettlebell. And it was that sort of like, why do we keep this irrational thing? We have no idea where he got this, who sent this kettlebell, why it came to him. I'm sure it was some sort of like, he signed up for like a, some kind, I don't even know, magazine subscription or some kind of subscription. And if you did, they mailed you a kettlebell and we've never used it. I think I did, I've done like one kettlebell class in my entire life. I don't think my husband has done any, but we've held on to this stupid kettlebell for like almost probably 10 years. So again, it's time to let it go. All right. Number 21, lids that don't fit anything. And I'm talking about like Tupperware lids, plastic lids that, you know, just show up. And again, another weird phenomenon that happens in our homes is we have containers. So I always have those like plastic containers and then I'll sit down. So I go through my kitchen about every six months, like everything will sort of get touched about every six months. So the cabinet that has the plastic containers and lids, I'll sit down on the floor and I'll try to match them. And sure enough, every single time there are lids that do not fit any containers. How does this happen? Again, just like the sock thing, I have no idea. But this also happens in our water bottle drawer no idea how this happens. So I'll go get a water bottle and try to find a matching lid. And I have like 10 lids and eight water bottles, but sometimes those lids don't always match the water bottles. So again, time to kind of get rid of them, maybe put like a little use by date. This is a great time to do that just in case say, hey, like I checked this lid in January. And if by like March, a, a partner doesn't show up, it's time to let the thing go. All right. Number 22. Oh, Lord, help me on this one. I'm kicking myself on this one. Healthy frozen meals. (laughs) We (laughs) have gone through and tried every (laughs) uh, frozen healthy food subscription that there is. And... (laughs) I am cracking up at this one because it's me, my husband, and my daughter. So the three of us are guilty of this. We will discover something and we're like, oh my gosh, these smoothies look amazing. Or if we get this, we'll eat oatmeal every single morning. Or this is paleo. Or how awesome. All you have to do is throw this in the microwave. And so I'm not saying that they're all bad. I'm not saying this, but what we have found is like a lot of times with these subscriptions, you get stuff and you just eat the good stuff, the stuff that you like, but it doesn't seem like we have ever found a meal subscription where they only send you the stuff that you want to eat. I feel like there's always like a limit, like you have to like choose other items in order to fulfill your order or your commitment or whatever. So then we end up with this like random stuff. And I'm not joking. I ended up with like a freezer full of these, this oatmeal that I didn't realize when I chose has butternut squash and mushrooms in the oatmeal. And so whenever I was doing the ordering, and so we ended up with this, like we kept getting them. And then you forget you have the subscription, another box shows up. And then you have this freezer filled with 
food that you are never going to eat. And so, yeah, so if this is something that you go through, find someone, put a thing on social media, maybe in your neighborhood group, say, hey, look, we have all this frozen food. Anybody want it? Give it away. I I hate when food goes to waste. So, but yeah, I made myself, because I I do oatmeal most mornings, I made myself stomach (laughs) and eat that stuff damn oatmeal, that gross, disgusting oatmeal until it was gone. And then, but man, did that make me remind me or make me remember to cancel the stupid subscription. It sure did. So I laugh because everyone, of course, also my family drank the really yummy smoothies. And then I got stuck eating the really weird oatmeal that it came with. So frozen food meals. All right, number 23, educational kids stuff. Again, I'm guilty of this. So you know, this is what I'm talking about. So I know a lot of um, families have just gone through this. So when we did the whatever, distance learning, some of us gave a, a try to homeschooling. And so like, we'll go and we're super motivated and we're buying our kids like all of these really cool resources and tools, like maybe flashcards or different workbooks and, and different stuff like that. And then it just either it just peters out like we're not super into it. Our kids are not super into it. Or I even do this really weird thing where I think we're going to go on a road trip this summer. And so I'll buy like educational stuff for the kids to look at while we're on the road and know what they ended up. They never put down their electronic items. So kind of that educational stuff you know, that we hang on to, we think that's going to be a really great resource and our kids are going to get super excited about. It's fine if it's just books. I'm I'm a big believer, like if it's a really great book, just books. But all of those other little things, they just, they start to get lost. The flashcards, they're not worth it. Go ahead and again, find a really great organization to donate those items to. All right. Number 24, this one also kind of makes me laugh. Sentimental items from people from your past, like random people from your past. So I am, I was born in 1976. And so every one of my friends that are in my generation, every female, like every third or fourth female I know is named Jennifer, Michelle, or Melissa. And so once in a while, I'll go through like some cards or little memento things that I've kept. And it'll say like, hey, thanks for being a great friend. Love, Michelle. And then I'm like, I have no idea which Michelle this is. Like, I obviously this meant a lot to me to keep it. And I was super grateful that whatever, whichever Michelle friend um, took the time to give this to me. But I don't even remember who it is. And again, it's like the baby photo thing. It's okay to let it go. Like the thought was shared. It was received. That is a good thing. And now it's okay to just let it go because there's no really need in keeping just random stuff from sentimental people. And another area of this is like, you know, when you quit a job and... (laughs) They give you the the going away party and everyone signs the card or, you know, whatever. And you you keep it because you're like, oh, I'm going to miss the, the, I'm going to miss this group of coworkers so much. And then like you look at that card three years down the road and you're like, I don't even remember half of these people. 
it's okay to let it go. Like there's, like if your family were to go to this treasure trove of stuff, you know, keep the stuff that mean is meaningful. Like for instance, the stuff that is meaningful, like my grandmother, my grandmother's 94 years old. So especially the, these last few years, if she takes the time to write something in her own handwriting, to me, that's a treasure. That's something my children will treasure and even possibly their children will treasure. Not like my coworker, Michelle, who gave me a very sweet card like in 2007. Like that's not really going to mean anything. And I think Michelle, Michelle would understand if you let it go. All right. Number 25, as I round out our list, and I know every single one, I won't say every single one of you, some of you out there are pretty dang organized, but I will say most of you probably can relate to this one. And I don't know what to say about this one. This one is cords, cords, random cords in your house. So this is what I do with our cords. So first and foremost, I try to keep them with the item that they belong to. So I do my very best to keep, you know, the the computer cords near the computer and the TV cords near the TV. But easier said than done. I know, I know. So I do have a like it's just a small box that's, it's actually a pretty cute decorative box that I got from the container store a few years ago. And I do allow a few cords in there. So what I do try to do is I do try to wrap them up so that they're um, individual. So like, for instance, I just use a little um, binder clip. And so I kind of wrap them, you know, like in a figure eight, and then just kind of binder clip them. And it would be a really great idea to label them um, at the time. But again, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just, this is obvious what this belongs to. And I know not always like three, four, five, six years down the road, is it necessarily obvious? So it's a really great idea to then just label, hey, this belongs to, you know, the, the, the Bluetooth speaker in the office or whatever. So keep them where, you know, again, they're centralized. Try not to have them spread out around your house unless they're next to the item or tucked away near the item that they belong to. That's ultimately the best solution. And that way you don't have to go and kind of, you know how they get, they get all tangled and it's just a mess and you have to stretch them out. And then you think that you have found the right kind of, uh, I don't even know the technical technical term, but like the plug-in part, oh, this is it. And then you go and you're like, oh, it doesn't fit. Worst case scenario, you can always reorder cords. So for instance, if you're looking for like a charger cord for something, it's usually pretty easy if you just go to like Amazon or just Google it and type in the item and hit replacement cord. You can usually order most replacement cords pretty easily and you get them within a few days. So Go through all of those cords. I know some of those cords have been like with you from home to home to home because I've been in a lot of homes and I've seen it. Like we don't need to keep those coaxial cords like from our cable box from 16 years ago. Let it go. Just let them go. So anyway, I hope you could relate to some of these items on my list and um 
again, gives you a different perspective, maybe to walk through your house and kind of take a look and be like, why do we keep that? That's been sitting there. A great tip to end this episode is this. If there is an item or items in your home and you've been inspired to maybe consider getting rid of them, but you're not quite ready to get rid of them yet, I encourage you to do what I call like a tape technique or sticker technique, or I think I actually technically call it the use by technique. And this is in my declutter guide on my website. If you go to oneorganizedmama.com, it's part of my declutter course that I teach. So if decluttering is definitely something that you struggle with, I really highly recommend that you go You have printables, you have a guide that you can print out and follow. You have short videos that you can watch and follow. There isn't anyone watching you. You don't have to interact with anybody. You can go, it's self-paced and check in anytime. But the use by technique, here's a little tip. Just take a little piece of paper and tape it or a piece of masking tape or sticky note with a use by date. So for instance, going back to some of the items that we talked about, those items that you're not quite sure if this is going to find a home in your home, put a use by date. So like the water bottle lids, you might want to put March, March 1st, 2022. If you use that item, so if you're like, oh, voila, I found the water bottle in the car or whatever, and you found its match, then you can take off the the little tape, the use by tape with the, the little note, and you get to keep the item. And then problem solved, you found the use for your item. Now, if you realize that use by date has come and gone, and you're still sitting there with that little reminder, then it's probably okay to let the item go. So I just wanted to leave you with that. And I hope everyone out there is having a very safe and healthy start to the new year. And thank you guys so much for listening and taking the time to listen to the One Organized Mama podcast. I'll be back really soon with a new episode. 